Thank you for tuning in to Beyond the Dais, a podcast about the stories taking place in and around El Paso County, Colorado. I'm your host, Scott Anderson, and we have reached episode 50. 50 episodes. Very exciting. Uh, And to celebrate, it's time for another edition of Strategy Team Sessions. I know this is something that people have been waiting for and asking for for a very long time, so I'm glad we could finally get back to it. In case you missed the first one, which you should go back and listen to if you did, because it is excellent, uh, this is an opportunity for me to catch up with some of my coworkers from the strategy team and discuss the ridiculous number of things that we're working on at any given time, because we do a lot of things, it's true. Uh, That said, I want to introduce the two tributes today. First is Samantha Radomsky, the webmaster here at El Paso County's Communications Department, and second is Deborah Contreras, our digital and social media specialist. How are you two doing today? Good. I'm doing great. I know both of you are (laughs) so excited to be here. It's on the wrist. Yeah, a little bit. It's so confusing that you're nervous, Deborah. You're our digital and social media specialist. This should be like the thing that you want to do all the time. Well, yeah, but it just, if like, I think this is a really big honor. I like your podcast. Okay. So that's why I feel, okay. like, I feel like nervous because what if I don't live up to expectations? Please. Number 50. Please. I just came out on one video. It is, num- it is number 50. That's true. This is kind of a big deal. So we need to make it as uh, amazing as we can. Mm-hmm. That's not going to be hard, though. I feel, com- I feel confident on both of you. Uh, but before we get started, I wanted to add that if listeners are interested in more stories about people doing good in and around El Paso County or hearing from county leadership about local government priorities and how they operate, you can find additional episodes of this podcast on your podcast platform of choice. There's like 900 ways to listen to this at this point. There is. It's very exciting. Uh, but to start off, I want to give each of you an opportunity to introduce yourselves and uh, tell us how you came to be here at El Paso County Samantha looks the most nervous, so we're going to start with Deb. Uh, Deborah Contreras, if you want to start off telling us a little bit about yourself. Yes, first off, hola, ma, ¿cómo estás? Shout out to my mom. Love her so much. Um, and my dad, too. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I love you, Dad. Um, I'm doing great. Uh, what was the question? I'm sorry. Just tell us a little, about, a little bit about yourself and how you came to be here with us. Yes, yeah, so I am from Bronzeville, Texas, Buda 956. I love it over there. And I majored in mass communications when I was in college and with a minor in environmental science because I love the environment. Um, and I just kind of started going like with the flow. I, I've always followed the rules of like get your degree, get the internship, get your first job. Um, and after I got, I guess, my first official job out of college, I didn't. I just wanted something else. I didn't really want it, so I ended up quitting that. And I gave myself some time to enjoy, like, being with family and remembering, like, because I live with my parents. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, after after I get this job, it's going to be, I'm never, like, I don't think I'm going to go back to the life that I knew of, like, living with them 24-7 and things right. like that. So right. I enjoyed the time that I had with my family and applied to different jobs. And then uh, one day I was on Google, and I Googled communication jobs in the United States. And Apostle County popped up. And I Googled it thinking it was Apostle County, like, Texas. Sure. And it was all blue. And, like, I know their colors aren't blue. They're, like, yellow, I think, or something like that. Mm-hmm. And there was mountains. I was like, oh, okay. And I, <laughs> I researched Apostle County, Colorado. And I was like, oh, this is really nice. And I always wrote the job description right, obviously. And it just kind of gave me, like, everything that I had wanted in a job was in that job description. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a little nerve wracking too, cause I had always, I had done social media work before, but with the team 
And this kind of seemed like, I, I still thought I was going to be like in a social media team, but I also had to like prove it to myself that like, oh yeah, I could do social media. Um, Cause I would always just do any other communication thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then I applied and I got a call right away. I, th- I wouldn't say like that day, it was like a week later. So I can't really remember. Um, and then that, that's how I got here. And I remember everyone kept calling me after I got the job from the county saying, like, you do know this is Colorado. <laughs> this is Colorado, right? <laughs> and I would say, yes, I, I'm a diligent employee. I read everything there you go. <laughs> before Good. I apply to it. And, yeah, so then when I, I told my mom first, I told her, oh, I'm going to pasta. And she's like, oh, my God, that's so far. I was like, Colorado. And she's like, what? Because <laughs> I have this thing where, like, I don't tell people where I apply to. Uh-huh. Like, I have to apply. And then, then if I get it. Then I tell people, and if I don't yeah. get it, then I can tell them when I'm ready. Right. And right. so my parents don't like that I do that because I would do it with internships that were like in DC or stuff like that. Like, oh, I got it. I have to move in a week, <laughs> and they just, it was an ideal for them. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and it was a fast move too, and I'm very lucky that um, Brennan Stewart is my boss or our boss, I should say. Sorry. Mm-hmm. And he understood that I was moving, so they wanted me to start right away. But I was like, they only said I could move until July, and this was June, and so they're like, okay, that's fine. So it was really nice to, like, again, enjoy time with family and then say less goodbyes and then, like, move so far away. Yeah. So I had the honor of starting right before Deb. We've been here for – we've both been here for a year, uh, just just over a year. And uh, so we came in right about the same time, Mm -hmm. which is very cool. It's always great to start – uh, your job with another person who's starting their job. So you can, you can both kind of go through it together and it's been really great. Uh, how, I guess, has the job lived up to the expectations that you thought it was going to be like? So another thing to add to how Scott and I started around the same time in July, mm-hmm. uh, Vernon, our boss started in May. That's right. And so it was kind of like a new department. So when I got to the job, I remember Vernon had told me, uh, after he gave me, like, the whole summary of the run he he did say, he's like, everybody here is, like, really suspiciously nice. <laughs> and <laughs> it's true. It's like, so true. oh, okay. And he's like, yeah, so, like, don't think anything of it if it's coming off too strong or something. I was like, oh, yeah, I'll be fine. Uh-huh. And I think he was still trying to read the room, too, because he was still there a couple months, and yeah. he doesn't know if they're being nice to him as the boss right. or as to, like, their coworkers, right? People who are like, I guess, quote unquote, on the same equal. I don't know. Yeah, on the, on the same level, they're peers yeah, instead they're of supervisors. Yeah. yeah. So that was something that I always kept, and I remember I did tell my friends and family when I got here. Um, I was like, it's like a really healthy work environment. And it was really surprising. Yeah. Because, and not that I hadn't come from that, that before. It was maybe like you know not all there sometimes in yeah. other jobs, but this job it was like oh, there's not one person that I'm like, and I'm not just saying that, I'm being honest, because then I would not have brought this up. But like, everybody just works so well with each other, and everybody has these set of of specific skill sets, and you can like talk to each other, and nobody gets annoyed, because I do ask a lot of questions, and I misspell a lot of things. So I always go to Scott uh, to check my spelling, uh, because I've already messed up more than once (laughs) in social media posts, and I get called out on it. Um, so yeah, so it was really great. That's what I think stood out to me the most. It was like the work environment. Everybody was very kind and very also understanding of my situation. Um, you know, like, I mean, I I had things with my apartment and Vernon was like, Oh, like if you need help, like we'll all help you. And 
everybody would come up to me privately and was like, oh, do you need help to move this or whatever? And I was like, oh, yeah, um, no, I'm fine. But it was just really nice, the thought, the counted. Yeah. So I really do like that. No, I, I would absolutely agree. I thought the exact same thing when I came here. I am usually very wary of people being nice. Uh, it's probably unhealthy. But uh, gotta unpack that. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll get to that maybe a little bit later. <laughs> but <laughs> that's, that's right. Uh, but uh, no, like it was really incredible to get into a new position. I hadn't worked in government before either, and and so this was very new to me in terms of the job I was doing and the type of work I was doing, and it was really just startling. Is really the best word for it. Uh, to be around such a positive team and people who are willing to like help you out and answer questions, kind of like you were talking about. Uh, it was, in my experience, uncommon. Mm-hmm. So being a part of this team has been incredible because it's let me know that, hey, this is actually a thing that exists like and it can happen. And yeah. it makes you want to stay. People are nice. <laughs> yeah, people yeah. are nice. Incredible. <laughs> what do you know? Um, Sam, You've kind of been sitting over there quiet for a little bit, so we're gonna we're gonna move over to you. Uh, talk about yourself a little bit. Uh, where are you from? What are you doing here? Uh, some of that background. So I'm Samantha. I just started here in El Paso County about three months ago now. Um, I am the webmaster, but I also handle all of the digital compliancy for the entire county and all of the elected officials. Mm-hmm. You have a dog named Luna. I do. She's my world. Um, she is a six-year-old golden retriever who has the personality of a 60-year-old woman. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> um, and she holds grudges like no one's business. So I just moved here from Florida, and she decided to go on a water strike and not drink water for about a month and a half at my place. But when we would go other places, she would drink other water and... So it's been an interesting adjustment for the both of us. Yeah. How do you manage that exactly? Um, we would go on lots of walks. And thankfully, there's like, um, I'm hoping, I don't know, might be some of her allergy issues now. But uh, there's like a creek behind our apartment. And she would drink some water down by the creek. So, I mean, I even bought a Berta filter. Mm-hmm. And she was not, not about that life. Wow. Such a good mom. You know, I try. (laughs) (laughs) I try. That's very impressive. So uh, before you worked here at El Paso County, you were in Clay County, Florida. What were you doing there? Um, So I started, um, I was a nanny before I started in government. And I went straight into government after school. And I started as an intern doing social media. And uh, so I have a communications degree. And so once I, my internship was over, the interim county manager said, hey, we need somebody to learn digital compliancy. Do you want a job? And of course, I was like, okay, sure. <laughs> how, how hard can that be? Quick Google search on what is the ADA. <laughs> um, so from there, I did um, digital compliancy for the county, and I started to show... I guess, how well I do with project management. Mm -hmm. And um, so then they asked if I would take on public records. Um, So, which is similar to like what Cora is here. Um, And from then COVID hit. Yeah. 
And that kind of like projected, like propelled, it propelled my career. I wrote basically the communication plan for how the county communicated with the public during COVID. So they noticed that during COVID, um, not having a communications department was uh, hindering how the county communicated with the public. Mm -hmm. So towards the end um, of COVID activation, we created a department. It was called Online Presence, and I applied for the coordinator position. And I got the job. Naturally. <laughs> Naturally. You know. <laughs> um, and so uh, that team is now called the communications department in Clay County. But um, I basically developed that first communications team within the county. Um, it was very interesting to go from being a nanny <laughs> to yeah. running a communications department that had never existed. Right. Um, but it was also a huge, like, look back. And in three years, I went from being a nanny to to what I had accomplished. Yeah. Um, and then at that point, um, I had kind of gotten to the, to the point in my career where it's like, okay, you know, what's next? <laughs> Um, and that's when the county manager came to me and said, um, my executive assistant is retiring and I would love to have you next to me, like reviewing things, um, making sure everything is in play, um, and just kind of organizing at a higher level, making sure that nothing is skipped over, all stakeholders are where they need to be, and the county is moving forward um, without him having to be in every little meeting detail. Right, right. Um, I also became the, oh my goodness, this guy is falling. Um, <laughs> Sam, fix it. <laughs> <laughs> so um, if anybody needs help with like how to create a special event permit from the ground up, internal and external, I'm your girl. <laughs> Boy, I, uh, to be fair, I hope I don't get anywhere close to that with, with you're talking about but yeah who knows right <laughs> who knows what can happen uh so maybe uh not to name any names sam <laughs> but how was being a nanny before helped you in your current role <laughs> um patience uh-huh uh-huh um that listening skills sure um and understanding uh, how one crisis might not be someone else's crisis, but we still need to address <laughs> it. It definitely, I mean, I loved, I loved my kids. Uh -huh. Like, one of them is my godson, um, Michael, Elizabeth, Gaby, Miriam. Um, I was with them from the oldest, the twins. They were six months old when I started. Oh, wow. And when I left, they were seven years old. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> So they're my babies. Um, it was very, very sad having to leave because, like, I had to leave them. Like, they were my life. Yeah. Um, but we also homeschooled them. So being able to teach and to be a nanny helped me understand how to navigate the different personalities and to how, like, and to teach what I needed to to different age groups right. as well with right. different um, learning styles. Yeah. Well, and imagine that ability to teach, especially to different levels of 
learning ability has been really helpful in what you do now. And I, our, the next question I want to talk about is kind of a lot of things that you're working on now. Uh, Sam, you've been a part of trainings for this new uh, webmaster position that you have. Uh, how has being that teacher type figure helped you help design these training sessions and then maybe go into a little bit more about some of the other things that you do as well? Um, so uh, the training sessions, um, we, we've recorded, it was like an hour and 30 minutes of a training. Mm -hmm. Um, but breaking that training down so that everybody can understand, um, each little section is, is very vital. Um, I'm a person that I like to understand how people can, um, take in that information. So one of the things that I asked is if people would rather be hands-on, um, would rather just listen or have a document. And it was, everybody wanted like all of that. Everything, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <right. laughs> um, so uh, we've got the video so far. And um, as questions come in, I put together a little like list. And in my prior position in Clay, I learned that with accessibility, I needed to be very detailed with my step process. And so that's what I've kind of done here. And I've, I've brought that approach with me, especially with this uh, website redesign. So we are standardizing how the county website is. So home pages will look one way. And then like the tier system from there, which we call like the architectural design from a front end, um, everybody will kind of have a visual understanding of where they are on a site. So breaking down the training for how you do these different elements, um, it's, been, it's been interesting. <laughs> um, but uh, being able to work with uh, Quinn and IT and our developer, Evan, um, and just like with the team on how they've interacted with other uh, peers has been a, a godsend because coming in as the new girl in the middle of an implementation yeah. of a website, um, you kind of get that whole, uh, who are you? And <laughs> um, do you really know what you're doing? Right. <laughs> so um, knowing how to approach everybody has been uh, something I've definitely had to, had to learn. Mm -hmm. um, but the trainings is a way that I can show people that um, I'm not just somebody coming in trying to change how they do everything, right? But um, how to maybe streamline and make it a little bit easier. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's great, uh, Deb. Over to you. What are some of the things that you're working on right now? Uh, so, as the social media, I guess, specialist for the county, I have to manage like my favorite part, which is engagement mm -hmm. and how to communicate with the public as well. Uh, so I've been working a lot on like what I call like quote unquote funny videos. I hope they're funny, um, <laughs> but it's just like, it's kind of like, um, you know, like you get an audio and how can you use that song or that trend to like make sense to like what you're doing. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I found it, it's, it's been so fun, especially like when in the beginning, when I have to explain it to people, they kind of look at me like, this is the County. We don't do that. And I'm like, I understand that, but <laughs> uh, I promise I'm not trying to make you look bad. The whole point right. of this is like we poke fun at ourselves and at the same time, like we're trying to get a message across. And the mm -hmm. biggest thing I found is like, for example, we promote a lot of job listings that we have, right? Because this county is like, what, 2,000 employees so far? 
Oh yeah, at least. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's, it's a huge county. And so there's always like different jobs that go up, right? And HR, which is an incredible team, has been helping me with like promoting those things. And they were kind of like the first ones where I felt like, let me go to them first and try these videos because they seemed eager to want to like get their message out there. And when I explained to them the process and showed them examples, they were like, oh my God, yes, would be great for this. Mm-hmm. So I really love their energy and their enthusiasm. And when I got there, like, yeah, they just all went for it. And my favorite part of those videos is like when I get messages from employees and then they send me like, oh my God, can we do this one? Yeah. And sometimes, you know, it has to be the strong no uh, because, as, <laughs> well, there's a lot of rules, right, with social media as sure. like a county government. And like at the same time, like, you know, we're bipartisan, right? So it's mm-hmm. just like, what is appropriate to do and what is not. Um, And there is a very distinctive line too. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like, I always tell them like, I will be the hard no for you, but please give me the ideas. Because like sometimes, or a lot of every single time this has happened, we say, oh, we can't use that sound or we can't do that, but we'll find a way to like, oh, but you know what, this this gives us an idea of how to do it this way and how to maybe make it funny. So now I get more people wanting to participate in them and that's really fun. Um, but when I'm not doing those videos, I'm managing, um, communicating with the public. So letting them know when we have board of county commissioner meetings, uh, redistricting meetings and anything with like having to do with resources. Mm -hmm. I think it's very important as a county, we have to remind ourselves that we're here to help the public and we're here, uh, to be, you know, kind of an ear, right? You know, they can tell us what is going on give us an insight look, and then it's our job to be responsive, right? Like, Hey, I got your message. Let me get back to you. Um, a big thing that I found, uh, I always joke about is that I think people see the county as like the person behind it is whoever they want it to be, right? So they sometimes think it's the politicians themselves or they think it's uh, the executive director of public works. And I'm like, no, I'm the social media girl. Um, (laughs) Give more than that. Thank you, yes. Don't don't underplay that. Thank you. (laughs) I, I don't mean to like downplay myself, but I hold it as like, it's true in nature. I know social media, I know communications, I know I'm good at that, Mm -hmm. but I don't know what, uh, where Mark Shuffle Road is because I just moved here too. Sure. So it's like, I'll get back to you. Like, and you know, these executive directors are also busy and trying to get a hold of it. So I try to gather all the information from what the resident gave me as a question or the reporter. I get all the answers that I get. And then, you know, we give them, Hey, this is a response. Here you go. If you have any other questions, like I always want to make people feel like they can reach out to us, even though like I tell them like, Oh, it's citizen connect is where you're supposed to go, or this is where you're supposed to go. Mm -hmm. Um, They can always remember that they can always still message us here because they should feel welcome to, um, message the county in any platform, right? Like, I don't want to shut them down for that. Right. So one of the things you mentioned, I think is really important to focus on, and it's that nuance to social media. Like you talked about, funny videos are great. You know, people people love them to varying degrees, I'm sure. Yeah. But um, you have to be, even with those, you have to be very thoughtful about what you're actually putting out and what the intended meaning could be Mm -hmm. to any number of people. Uh, You know, this county alone is over 700,000 people, it's a lot of people to consider when you're putting information out there. Mm-hmm. So for you, why is it so important to have that nuance, not only what you're posting, but then also in your conversations you're having uh, with residents or individuals on those posts, like after uh, they make their own comments? Yeah. So, I mean, in school, I was taught that like, what's your audience, right? Mm-hmm. Is it from this age group or from that age group? And what do they find most intriguing, right? And mm-hmm. it's like, there is no audience for the county per se like when when i say that i'm trying to say that it's all age forms 
uh, maybe not like two-year-olds, but it's like, <laughs> you know what? Yeah, two-year-olds. Because we have the parks department. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. Even two-year-olds, yeah. <laughs> All age ranges with parental guidance. Um, <laughs> it's it's just my job to communicate in different types of forms, right? So it's like, you know, some people like a graphic, yeah. quick and simple. Some people just like text to be shown at them in short form. Mm -hmm. That's great. So we have that with social media. And then we have the website that says, if you want more information, you can read in more detail over here at this website where we can go mm -hmm. into more depth, have more videos for them. And then with the funny videos, um, to me, it's just like uh, the internet keeps expanding and it keeps growing and we have to follow the trends, right? And uh, with these videos, I've seen it's it's high engagement, right? Because you see these places where they're, yeah, poking fun of themselves, but then they're also providing educational resources, right? So right. like sometimes I'll just follow a page that I have like, I'm like, oh, I just enjoy their content, but I'm like learning at the same time of like, wildlife or just environmental things and, and things like that. And I want our voice to be like encapsulating of different types of medias, right? So it would be like the video forms as well as the graphics and the text. Um, and I think that I've always found too with like navigating the sensitive realm of like when you want to say something or not. Um, mm -hmm. I've always worked with the team when I'd done social media and they were all really great and creative people. Uh, so when I came here, I had told Vernon to like, you know, oh, who's in my team? And he's like, nobody uh, <laughs> you're on your own uh so but he didn't mean it like that right he's like you have the department here right but everybody here has like you specialize in web mastering and you do public relations and things like that so everybody has their own responsibilities but at the end of the day i'm the one who says like yes or no to this or provides research or think or guidance for that uh so i have found it that with this team i can always go to them and be like does this make sense or it, like if I want a joke to land, I will sometimes just show it to Scott. And if I get a little <laughs> smile, I'm like, yes, yes. <laughs> it's funny. The um, critic. Yeah, because okay. I find a lot of things funny. I like, But I'm like, okay, I just have to make sure. There was one time, too, for example, where we had this video, and I had done it with Blake, who's in our AV team. And I was like, I wonder if we were going to get it. So we went around the county, and I would just tell him, hey, do you have a minute? Like, there are people in finance people who work in government affairs and I would just show them the video mm -hmm. and without giving them any context and they would watch it and they all laughed. So I was like, that's great. Thank you. So sometimes when that happens, I do do like a, what's that thing called? A test, test room. Get the feel. Test subjects. Test subjects. Yeah. <laughs> that. Yeah. 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 So I just kind of see like, is it going to land? Is it not? And yeah. that one did land. So I was very happy. Yeah. <laughs> I do have to say when, um, I first was told that there was an opportunity in El Paso County, uh, I immediately just went straight to social media to see what the government social media page looked like. And the first thing that popped up was one of the funny videos that you had created oh and God. I was dying. And so my thought process was, okay, if, if a county organization, like a government organization is allowing their social media specialists to put a funny video out like this, mm -hmm. then okay, I'm going to look into this job a little bit more. <laughs> oh, I'm glad. Like, this is like, a cool place. That's, that's <laughs> what I, I, I like that because, um, you know, we have, obviously we're, pro we're professionals. We dress apart. Uh, at least I do sometimes. And so <laughs> my thing is always like, I have to give kudos to um, our department, but also like having a, a boss that listens to, because like yeah. uh, it was very hard in other places to explain, oh my God, this is hilarious. We should do this. And they would just look at me and like roll their eyes or like they'd be like, oh, OK, like whatever. And it's just like like it, it would kind of like take the creativity away at some point. You kind of knew your place and you just you just didn't branch out. But right. like I would show Vernon when I first got here, like, oh, I have this. And I would just be like, but it makes sense. And and it does this. And, and then he's like, let me just see it. And I was like, OK, 
And he'll just crack up. And he always tells me, like, no, whatever idea you have, like, try it out. And then you can always come to us. And we're the ones who can tell you, like, maybe do it this way or not. But it's been really great to have, like, encouragement and not be looked at as, like, how you guys are, like, oh, just a social media girl. Yeah. yeah. So this feels nice. Yeah, no, for sure. And I'm, I'm glad that out of all of that, it was rightfully identified that I am the office curmudgeon. So <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad that was brought to the forefront. Well, we need that. We need a balance. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, <laughs> I'm glad I can provide that balance for everybody. He's really nice. God's yes. nice. He just puts a front. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. This is this is all pretend. Uh, so, <laughs> so, so looking back, one thing I like to do is look at where I'm at now and think to myself, geez, what was I doing when I was, you know, 10, 12 years old and thinking about, oh, what do I want to do for a career? Never, of course, would I have imagined I would be in the position I am now, but that's totally fine because, you know, things work out how they're supposed to, at least I'd like to think so. But uh, what advice would you give your younger self or maybe others who are considering going into a field like the one that you're in uh, to maybe be a little bit more prepared than at least I was for myself in this role? Uh, Sam? We'll start with you. <laughs> okay. Um, well, uh, it's a very hard question. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Especially because from a web standpoint, I mean, you you can have your developers and, and things like that. Anybody who wants to be a webmaster, which I don't, I don't really know if you, you go to school to be a webmaster or something, but <laughs> um, uh, if you find yourself in that position or you like um, digital design or, or things like that, then um, never just look at one thing. Like my advice would be always research. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a research fanatic. So if somebody says, oh, I like how um, – Cherokee County did this on their page. Well, let's go look and see what it is and how maybe we can um, organize the information on our site or on your page, how that is. Um, So open mind is something that is huge. Mm -hmm. Um, The (laughs) ADA side of it, um, I think most people um, find themselves in those ADA roles um, just because something has happened in an organization or they are um, part of the disabled community or they are advocates. Mm-hmm. Um, and I never knew what the ADA was until I was given the opportunity to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will never go back to not educating myself about it. Right. And um, coming to a state that is pioneering um, online accessibility has been amazing because it needs to be done. Yeah. So there's going to be more people in my field, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully. If you hear this, please. <laughs> we need Apply you. <laughs> um, because it is a very niche community when it comes to uh, digital accessibility and know, and being somebody who knows how to look at websites or look at social media or communicate effectively um, in a digital format. Mm. So it's definitely needed across the country. Um, But always have that open mind and always think of if you can't see something, how are you going to get that information? If you can't hear, how is somebody going to get that information? Um, 
that is one of my main things. I mean, when I first started, <laughs> Dev was like, um, Sam, can I ask you some questions? <laughs> I was like, always. Um, and so my, my whole thing is if you're trying to communicate to somebody, whether it's on a website or whether it's in social media, um, then it's always close your eyes. How are you going to get that information? Um, plug your ears. How do you get that information? I know I hadn't even started yet, and Scott and Natalie had called me. Yep. Um, I <laughs> I think I was at I was at lunch actually um, with some of my coworkers in Clay, and I was like, um, "Can you please hold on? I have to take this call." <laughs> and I was, I was like, so worried. I was like, "Oh my gosh, they're gonna say no! Like, we don't need you Rejecting. anymore." <laughs> And Natalie was like, hi, I'm here with Scott. Um, he's the one that does our podcast. <laughs> and we just wanted to know, like, how uh, you think we should go about transcripts. Because it's um, for people who are deaf, um, it, a lot of the podcasting platforms don't have captioning options. Um so challenge to all podcasting platforms. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> um, and so my whole thought process was like, well, we can just host the, the transcript somewhere. And, that, and that's how we can satisfy like that part of the law. Mm -hmm. um, and so uh, having a team that before I even start has all of these like thoughts and questions, I was just like, this is where... This is where I need to be. <laughs> like, it's not just a one-person team anymore when it comes to uh, um, accessibility. It's, oh, my goodness. Like, I have a whole team who wants to make communication so much more better for people within the disabled community. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I distinctly remember when that phone calls <laughs> <laughs> because I was trying to figure out, you know, how to do transcripts and, you know, ways to go about it. And so I went into Natalie's office and this was right after, I think it was maybe the day after they had, uh, we had heard back from you that you had accepted the position. And I'm like, yeah, I know she's not here yet, but I need this answered now. I can't wait three days until oh she God. gets here. Yeah. Uh, Cause I want to get started on this. So can you like call her and, <laughs> Like, is that fine? And she's like, well, we can try, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to have taken you away from lunch with your uh, it's, it's okay. with your friends there. I mean, it was it was a quick turnaround, I do have to say. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I like I think I found out about the job. I applied and then you guys started interviews. Mm -hmm. And then the next day after my interview, the job was offered. Yep. <laughs> yeah, we don't waste any time here. They yeah, really no, don't. not at all. Um, and being from Florida, moving to Colorado, um, I told my parents, I was like, hey, so, and I've always shared everything with my parents. Like, if I... Uh, what is that like? <laughs> Sorry, Mom and Dad. <laughs> <laughs> um, my parents are like, yes, yes. <laughs> Unfortunately, that is true. <laughs> yeah. Shamefully looking down. <laughs> um, so... Uh, they didn't even know that I was applying for the job like, oh. across the country. Wow. Yeah. So I was like, hey, I did this thing. And um, yeah, I got the job. I'm leaving. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> Surprise. They're like, what? what? <laughs> um, and then, and just like you, Deb, they wanted me to start like right away. And I was like, um, you do understand I'm coming from the East Coast, right? Eh. <laughs> so, I mean, I applied got the job and moved to Colorado, I think all within a month. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. So yeah. yeah. And I've never lived more than 45 minutes from my parents. 
Yeah. And and believe me, we were like counting the days on our on our watches. <laughs> like, when is she going to get here? We have the stuff we need to have done. Uh, so no, it was, we were very all very. We excited. were so eager that Natalie literally had to tell us, which is our deputy communications mm-hmm. person. Yeah. She had to tell us that um, you guys don't bombard her. Like it's just her first week. Like that's <laughs> what she said, down. but I don't think we I don't think we abided by that. <laughs> I did at all. Uh, so how about you, Deb? What advice would you give your younger self or someone who wants to go into a field involving social media or digital uh, work? Uh, that's kind of hard because um, I think at. I I think you and I have talked about this too. Um, At that age, you feel so much pressure to like pick a career. And um, a lot of times, like, especially with with me, I just kind of wanted to focus on a career that would give me some money. Uh, But then also like, I didn't want, I kept hearing these things from adults. um, Luckily, not my parents, but other adults where they were like, uh, oh, you lose yourself in a job, right? Like Mm -hmm. you lose your interest or you do this and that. And I remember looking at my dad and he was a teacher and then he, you know, got his master's in in teaching, and then he became an, an administrator. And mm-hmm. so what I'm trying to say is he loves going to work. That man wakes up at 5 in the morning and is there by 6 a.m. He yeah. doesn't be there till 8 a.m. And he loves it. And I wanted that for myself. So the advice that I kind of kept telling myself, even though I was young, but I would still tell my younger self to reiterate to her, um, would be, like, pick things that interest you yeah. rather than um, a career path, you know? like. And I always had three things. For me, it was... Uh, communications, helping others, and the environment. Mm-hmm. And I would always say if I could just have two of those things in a job, I would be satisfied. Yeah. And the other thing, I could get it by hobbies and, like, you know, volunteer work. Mm-hmm. And I think it's very important, and I would like to emphasize it whenever I meet people who are in college or who are high school seniors and going to college, and you can see the stress on them. And I feel so bad because it's like um, I could give them all this advice, but at the end of the day, it's also the real world. We yeah. have to kind of, like, you know, pick and choose. So I would say, like, if your passion is communications, uh, pick three interests, right? And see what field of communications you can go in. That's why I love communications too, because it's such a broad spectrum. You can go into anything, right? So pick three interests that you like and then see what you want to do. Is is your interest in line with government work? Is it more corporate um, or is it more nonprofit, right? Yeah. And then see where that takes you. And then also um, never stop like looking into different jobs. I know now with the internet, like everybody kind of shares like what they do and I'm finding out about all these like weird jobs. And it's so interesting to look into it to see like, oh, I like this magazine in ad or whatever. I wonder who does that. And there's a person who just designs magazine ads yeah. or there's a person who I met somebody here in the county whose daughter does uh, illustrations for medical textbooks. And that was like so you know it's there, you right. know it exists, but right. like I would never have thought to like, oh yeah, pursue that. And then, right. you know, it's, it's so awesome to see those like little niches. So mm-hmm. again, just find th- your interest, maybe just keep them at three, that way you don't b- overwhelm yourself. Right. Um, and then see where that takes you. And um, also remember that you are where you need to be. If you're trying hard, if you're doing what you have to do, um, don't, I hope people don't overwork themselves now, especially after they graduate college. Like there's just stress of like, get a job right now and yeah. like you compare yourself to others. So just remember you are where you need to be and um, things will eventually happen. And yeah. it's like your own timeline. Yeah. Because right. I'm a later in life bloomer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you go by like the, the norms. The comparisons. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I'm 31 and I just like feel like now I am starting my career. Yeah. Um, whereas before it was, oh, all of my other friends, like they've been in their careers mm-hmm. for a while. Right. So it's, it's, yeah, take, 
take your time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy. No, the, the, it's all really good advice. Uh, Deb, when you mentioned f- kind of like find three things, identify them, and, you know, try and get at least two or three. Uh, I did that exact same thing. <gasps> Yay! So so that advice is actually really cool because so I got <laughs> my degree. Start approved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for whatever that's worth. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, got, I got my degree in broadcast journalism mm-hmm. and always wanted to go into broadcasting. And my three things were radio, storytelling, and sports. Those were like my three things, right? And for the longest time, um, I could not find two of those things. I would be able to find one of those things sometimes, but never two or all three. And sometimes you have to make the role into what you want it to be as well. Mm -hmm. And I think when I was initially introduced to this role, it only fit one of those roles, which was storytelling. Uh, but I was given the latitude and I, Deb, you had mentioned this earlier where the leadership here, I think is flexible enough and trusts their employees enough, at least ours does, Mm -hmm. uh, to allow us to explore a space, if you will. Right. And so that gave me the opportunity to bring in that second part, which is the radio podcasting, Mm -hmm. which for me is, it's good enough. It's, it's, Pretty close to radio. (laughs) And um, so the fact that I can storytell and do this podcast, you know, the sports thing I can do on my own time. Mm -hmm. But um, it really does make it easy to wake up and to go to work in the mornings. And what you were talking about with your dad, like, if you love what you do, there's that saying, you know, you love what you do. You never work a day in your life. Right. Mm -hmm. And you know, I I don't think I'm there yet. Certainly feels like work sometimes (laughs) when I come here, but at the same time, I never have the, what do they call them? The Sunday scaries or whatever. Right. Um, I never feel that like negative anticipation on Sunday night before I go to bed. Like, Oh my gosh, I have to wake up and go to work in the morning on Monday. Right. Um, I'm actually like, Oh, Hey, cool. Like there's stuff I want to do. Like I'm excited about what I'm doing. And um, I think, again, sage advice by Deb, like identifying a couple of things that really do matter to you and are kind of core, like principles to what you enjoy doing. Um, If you can find that and identify that, then that goes a really long way into enjoying your job, even if it ends up being in a spot that you didn't expect it to be, right? Because again, I never expected to be working government. It's nothing I ever considered, Mm -hmm. Uh, but here I am now and and I love it. Um, So great, Uh, yeah. Very good uh, from both of you. Um, what does El Paso County as an organization do that you are proud of? Deb, we're going to start oh. with you on this one. <laughs> I looked at Sam first. <laughs> <laughs> I looked at her. <laughs> it's always nice to go second because then you can think more. Right? Um, can you ask a question one more time? <laughs> what does El Paso County do that you are proud of? Uh, so... I think what I'm most proud of um, is the people that work for an organization. Um, I, for example, when I used to work for a university, that's also the answer I gave Mm because they asked me for that too. And um, I think it's so important when there is a organization like the county, right? Um, If you have people in here who they just want to provide the best services that they can to others, I think it makes the job really well and it represents the county good mm-hmm. um, or in a great light right so I get to meet people from all these different departments like finance and DPW and HR and all every other department to DHS and it's just 
it's really great when I see like that they're actually passionate. Um, you know, working in government, we do have to follow like certain like restrictions and mm -hmm. guidelines and things like that. Uh, but at the end of the day, I can assure you that the people who are behind the screens, right? Or when you look at that logo, people behind that, um, it's just a bunch of people who are trying to do their job well, you know? Um, mm -hmm. And also, the, you know, I think with leadership, it's good to have, I think we mentioned it in one of our meetings that at least in our department, it feels like a mentorship rather than leadership of like, you yeah. do this and you do that. Yeah. It's more of like, you know, Deborah, here's the idea. What do you have for us? And I'm like, okay, give me a second to ruminate. <laughs> and let me think about it. And so it's really great to have that encouragement. So whenever I meet different people from other departments too, and I see that same energy where they're like, oh, I, I, I love doing this or I love doing that. And, and you can see that they're putting in the work. Mm -hmm. They're trying to get things done. So that's what I'm really proud of is the people that I've gotten to meet and the things that I get that I've gotten to learn from them as well. Yeah, very good. Sam, you, you've only been here for three months, so I understand it might be a little hard to pinpoint <laughs> something. Yeah. But uh, what about you? What what have you been proud of so far? Um, I guess I would, I would have to say how welcoming everyone has been. Um, I'm new to uh, the state and everything. Yeah. Yeah, everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, but also the job that I do is, um, it's quite difficult. It's very, there's a lot of laws that go into the ADA side of my job, um, especially with the state laws that are happening and now the federal laws that could be coming out. Mm -hmm. um, but I do have to say that I am very proud of the proactive approach that El Paso County has um, made in trying to be as, compliant as possible or get to compliancy for um, residents and transients that come through um, so that everybody can have the best quality while they're here. Mm -hmm. um, so having that support, understanding, and um, just knowing that if I say, hey, we there's this section that we need to address, um, okay, how do we do it? Let's go, like, drive. Um, and I'm a fast driver. <laughs> room, room. Um, so from the East Coast, so look out for her on the roads, everyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so like East Coast, we go fast all the time. Like we're constantly moving. And so here, it's been like, Sam, it's okay. Like you can slow down. I'm mm -hmm. like, what? No, like <laughs> no. So I I love the fact that yes, we we have a job we have to get done, but. Um, take your time, mm -hmm. understand where you are, and we will get there and support you on it. Yeah. So that's what I've loved, I think, the most is just the support. Yeah. Now, th those are both really good answers, uh, none of which had anything to do with being part of episode 50 of the podcast. But, you know, that's okay. That's okay. Still I'm both. Sorry. No, that's okay. Um, I'd so, like to amend my. <laughs> <laughs> both, both still very good answers. Don't worry about it. Um, so we're getting to the end here, and I always give everyone opportunity to add anything else that they want to mention or uh, discuss as part of the conversation. Who wants to go first? I'm going to let you guys decide. Anything else that you want to add? Oh, Deb's got okay. some. Okay, Deb, go, go for it. I'm just reading uh, the body language over here. And so, <laughs> um, I guess what I, um, what I would like to leave with is something that Scott had mentioned. He and it has to do with the 50th episode too. So, oh, so yes, good. So yeah, good. All about Scott. And so 
I would like to tell people who are listening to always celebrate um, your accomplishments. I know that as, you know, when we were younger, my goal was to graduate college, right? And then I did that. And that once that I pat myself on the back, I moved on to the next thing. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times we do that. We move on to like, oh, yeah, yeah, whatever. And then if you sit back and you realize, like, I did, you know, moving here, I had these goals set out for myself. And then at some point I was like, oh, I I did them. I was like, that's crazy. And I... You know, I pat myself on the back and I told myself, you know, because as much as we have a voice inside of us that likes to highlight like negative things or like whatever, sure. we should also like give room for that positive little set in our mind or voice to remind ourselves like you did this, you graduated college, a big thing, you graduated high school, that's a big thing too. Yeah. Like everything you should pat yourself on the back and say, I did well, if I could do this, I can do that. And I think Scott, with your, how you say you had these three interests, you brought the idea of the podcast. Nobody put that in your head at all. You already had it in mind and you brought it up and now we're on episode 50. So like, that's great. <laughs> so everyone round of applause for Scott's accomplishment. And he chose us. Thank yeah, you. So celebrate you. all the goals in your life that you've achieved or that you're going to achieve, you know? Yeah. No, that, that's very good. Uh, Sam, how are you going to follow that up? Jeez. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Big time pressure. I know, right? That was a really good ending. <laughs> oh, thanks. Um, Just cut it out. And <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I've developed this passion for, you know, the ADA. Mm-hmm. Um, that is that is my passion now. Um, and I would have to say is, I want people to be more inclusive. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the world is changing, but um, the community that we are leaving behind is the disabled community. Um, so I want people to start thinking and being more inclusive. I know a lot of social media platforms are getting there. Um, we've got the laws that are happening, but um Personally, I feel like if a law has to be written for someone to have a right, then like, what are what are we doing? Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, <laughs> that was good. Sorry, I love that. Um, I just um, not knowing about the ADA prior to having a um, career mm-hmm. built off of it. Yeah. Um, and being that advocate and being that voice for people, um, I just I want more people to understand and to know that we hear you, um, we see you, we are he- like we are here. Um, and oh my gosh, I'm even getting leave. <laughs> um, it, it's it's a passion and mm-hmm. to see that the changes that we're all going through, and I just love seeing the everybody is making an effort but um there's always room for growth yes and um be the person that includes everybody um because you never know at the end of the day that person might be the one that needed that smile or that hey um i'm here yeah so I don't know. I, I guess being, I was super nervous doing this. <laughs> and then Scott's like, it's the 50th. And I'm like, but I've only been here for three months. Um, I just really want people to understand that El Paso County is, we do hear you. Mm-hmm. And um, we are making the waves. My my whole motto moving here was the Florida girls making waves in Colorado. <laughs> 
you had a motto for moving? I Man, did. that was very cool. <laughs> um, and and I want people to understand that El Paso County is making waves and we are disrupting the norm and we will be as compliant as we possibly can to make sure that every resident has the same experience. Mm-hmm. Very good. Very good. No, that's great. And, you know, for me, I just I just want to finish up by saying, you know, I uh, it does feel weird being at episode 50. I remember being at episode one and two and thinking, <laughs> oh, my gosh, like I've set myself <laughs> up to do this on a weekly basis. And gosh, that's going to be a lot of work. And, you know, it, we didn't we don't have the capacity to have four or five people working on this. It is an operation of one. And so to be able to work that into, you know, the work that I do outside of the podcast has been, I guess, a fun exercise in being uh, flexible, as we maybe talked a a little about earlier. But um, no, like, I I really appreciate uh, the people who listen and the feedback that we get. Uh, I really wanted this to be something that was educational for listeners and for residents and to learn more about El Paso County and to learn about all the organizations, not just El Paso County, but all the organizations in this region uh, that are doing what they can to uh, make lives better. And ultimately, that's what we're trying to do as an organization, I think, is to make residents' lives better and to educate them and to try and get them involved in their community. And so uh, it's very cool to be at this point. Thank you, Deb, for celebrating this. Yes. <laughs> and thank you, Sam, for being on here with me. And, but uh, thank you both for taking the time today. I know that trying to find an hour of time can be difficult uh, in a week, but thank you for uh, making the time here today and for the work that you guys do for El Paso County. We, we all really appreciate it. I also like to mention it's Scott's birthday this weekend. He's going to cut this out. Yeah, we don't, I know. We don't have to mention that <laughs> at all. It's over the 50. That's so cool. <laughs> Thank you, Scott, for having us. Thank you, Scott. Wonderful. Uh, If you're interested in listening to additional episodes of Beyond the Dais, be sure to look for us on Podbean or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. 